BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. We don't bite hard. Hey everybody, it's Mike with uh, BeastNet here, and today I've got with me Dan McDonald from Spartan. Um, Dan, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit here and we've met. Let the listeners know a little bit about who who Dan is. Sure. Uh, appreciate having me on. So first and foremost, I'm, I'm a racer. I've been racing for a number of years now, mostly Smartens. Just getting into the Tough Mudder side of things now that I do work for the company. And what I get to do for, the, for uh, Joe and the team is I get to work with charities like More Heart Than Scars, Oscar Mike, uh, you know, 50 for the Fall. And just a lot of different charities. I feel very fortunate that what I know, some of the stuff that I get to do helps somebody on the other end. And and that's kind of what brought you and I together, uh, obviously yeah. running with more heart than scars recently. Yeah, yeah. We did uh when I did and we did the Tough Mudder World's Toughest, you were there. You were there with all of us. We've talked to a few people. We talked to Marla on the the, the show and we've talked to a couple of other people that were there, but it was, you know, Dan was with us the entire time, all 30 miles. Yeah, it's uh, again. It, it's it's the stuff that we get to do, right? I mean, and and you mm-hmm. know, I I feel very fortunate. I know you do too, that we get to change people's way that they look at what they can accomplish. You know, more heart than scars, absolutely. I mean, among a bunch of others, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty partial. I know I know you are the same to more mm-hmm. heart than scars for what they're doing. You know, we just had a conversation yesterday, um, and again today, uh, with Joey, and we're actually working with uh, the VA hospital in orlando uh it's last year it was a it was a one-time thing they were going to just try to get a few people out to come do uh some adaptive athletes to come out and do the event and uh last year i think we had 15 or so and they you know you know what this year looked like it was a we had that starting corral completely full between the adaptive athletes between the people helping out we were able to get some folks for the entire distance out there um, other folks we're able to go the entire distance, but everybody crossed the finish line. Everybody accomplished their goals. Uh, you know, and it was it was amazing to watch. It's always amazing to watch. It's when, when somebody does one more thing than they thought they could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, for, for those of us who get to help these folks out and get to help them realize what what they can actually accomplish. Um, Marla was a great example of that in in uh, Texas and for the uh, world's toughest. I mean, she. Yeah. She wanted to do 20 miles, maybe 25. And, uh, you know, when we got that crushed before she ever went to bed at two o'clock in the morning, now I had to be 30 all of a sudden. So that again, something that she never thought she'd have done. I know now she's going back out with the team to, to knock out an ultra Mm -hmm. uh, Spartan ultra, I think in Fayetteville. Um, I think it's going to be Fayetteville. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, you know, and as I as I talk with um, the folks from More Heart Than Scars, that what what usually catches my attention the most is just the humility. You know, the, they're just so humble. Um, what the, what what y'all do on a regular basis every single weekend is change someone's life. Maybe not even necessarily the person who's out out there with you as the athlete, but somebody who comes by and sees the flag. Um, I, I I know you've been stopped a number of times. The couple of times I've gotten to go out with y'all, I've been stopped and 
it's not so much the more heart than scars flight that gets their attention. It's the other one, right? It's talking about the hidden scars. And, uh, you know, that, so as somebody who has lost a, um, a brother to suicide, when, when I was only five years old, you know, those, those hidden scars hit, hit pretty hard. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder what, what if back in 1976, um, somebody could have been there. Right. So again, it's just, it's cool what we can provide. It is, it is. And it's like you said, it's one of those things that I think, and you said it the the best way we get to help these people. It's so amazing to me that so many people get so stuck on worrying about, you know, themselves and doing all this stuff. And then I would much rather, I mean, if you gave me the choice right now, you said I could, you could give me the ability that I could win every single race that I go do this year, or I could do four races and help somebody who couldn't normally do it. I would go help that person because to me, it's no longer about the podiums. It's about, I mean, not that I've ever been in the right shape for a podium anyway, but it's about helping somebody who normally wouldn't be able to do it. It's having that person, you know, when I first started with Spartan back in 15 um, and being on the, the street team, it was, we talked to people and we said, Hey, you know, I, they're like, I can't do this. I can't. Well, why not? It's too expensive. Here's a free race. What's your next excuse? Oh, well, you know, I need to train for it. Hey, I got a group of friends. We go out every weekend and we train for it. Oh, I'm not at your level. I wasn't at my level a year ago. So come on out. We'll, we'll do it. You know, oh, I have this injury. We can work around that. We can, you don't have to do every obstacle. Everybody in that, that's why I see all the time. You see it in the, the, the Facebook pages. Oh, if you can't do the obstacles, you shouldn't be out there. No, we all have our own open is out there for a reason. open is there so that we can do what we can do and there are people that you have no idea what they're fighting and no idea how that one race and being able to accomplish that changes their mindset absolutely and you know i know a lot of folks that you know they have they they, they, you know tear a muscle break a bone whatever and well i and i'm I'm probably, I hope Adam doesn't get mad at me, but Adam Feinberg out, out of uh, Pennsylvania area, he's a, a you know, longtime Spartan, um, heck of a nice guy, um, had, had some pretty serious health issues early in, in the middle of 23. Um, I get updates about every other day message to me from him showing me where he's, you know, now he's walking with a walker without any other help, you know, telling me that he's, you know, he's only, you know, this many months away from, you know, the ability to be able to walk on his own. And when you, if you ask him why he is pushing so hard so he can get back on the course and the first, his first race back, I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care where I'm at. Um, I will change whatever that is to walk right beside him just because that that's what OCR. And now obviously I'm a little partial to Spartan um, and tough mutter, but all OCR, everything mm-hmm. OCR, has that effect that um, you know, if you if you can't travel a long distance and, and we're not near you, but there's a local one, go do the local one. Um, at the end of the day, it tests you a little bit more than going for a 5K run or a 5K walk. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I you know, I'm I'm a firm believer, like you say, that I would love to help anybody who's if anybody's watching this and like, you know, I've thought about doing one of these things. Um, I can absolutely get rid of that first excuse. I don't have, I, I can't afford it. 
because I have the luxury of what you had back in 2015. They can reach right directly out to me and I will get them on the course on me because I will tell you that the, the first time racers that are out there, over 50% of every single race is first time racers. That was true every race last year across the U.S. And most of them thought, there's no way. I can't do this. I, I, I can't complete this thing. But they crossed the finish line. Yeah. They did the fire jump uh, or electroshock therapy, whichever, whichever one of the two brands they did. And they went and did another one. I mean, you met Henry at World's Toughest Mudder. I don't think anybody would have mm -hmm. guessed his first race was Las Vegas last year. As a first race he did, now he's doing ultras. Now he's doing world's toughest mutter. He's doing death race with me in June. Yeah. And this is a guy who's coming up on his one year anniversary of doing races. Uh, Which is so, amazing. yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it, what, what our bodies are capable of is only limited by what our mind tells us it can or can't do. You know, so, you know, again, it's what we get to do and what we get to see. There's another group out there called Ainsley's Angels. It is a group that, uh, you know, takes young, young kids who are wheelchair bound. And, and again, right now or until last year, all they did was 5Ks, 10Ks type of thing. Right. And maybe half marathons on on the pavement mm -hmm. because they never yeah. considered that they could take them on off-road and come do a Spartan race. I was very fortunate enough to, we didn't run with them because I was running with the VA hospital last year, but they caught up to us uh, as we were going through the course. And these two young gentlemen who were, that were out there, they were having so much fun. Their smiles were ear to ear. You know, I got messages and videos afterwards of how excited they were. You know, their life changed that day because they got a little bit muddy, you know, Mom and dad weren't afraid of them getting hurt. They got to go do things a little bit more challenging than drive kilometers. And uh, so this year, they're, that, that, that group is doing four races this year instead of only one. And, uh, and again, Joey and the team from More Heart is going to help out. You know, they're, they're going to do Fayetteville. So, you know, Joey knows he's going to get a pretty big, we get a pretty good sized team from More Heart, probably more people than we actually need for the, the number of athletes we have so we're going to actually share some athletes with or some uh help with uh ainsley's to help them get through because i think they're going to have three or four riders uh going for them so it's another just a good example of our our community that we get that we get to enjoy being part of also yeah yeah i know i know you've seen that for eight years now right you've seen what the community does um mm -hmm. and, and i and i know i know it's like i'm on a on a, on a soapbox preaching about ocr but it but it's truly all OCR. Again, I can't stress that enough that it's hmm. every place Solid. I've gone, everybody I've talked to. Um, all we want is for people to just test their bodies a little bit more than what they thought they could um, get out there one more day. And uh, it's amazing. You know, you put that date on a calendar. Joey just made me put a date on the calendar for next September as we're looking at taking uh, a, a wheelchair athlete to kill him up to summit Kilimanjaro next September. And, nice. you know, so that's like an ultimate date. Luckily I have 18 months or whatever it is between now and then, because I live six feet below sea level. So <laughs> give me a yeah. little bit of work before I, before I do that. But, uh, but again, that, that's what we get to do. It's not, it's not just Spartan. It's not just tough mutter. 
Um, and sometimes it's just OCR. I mean, we're, we're going to go be very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, in a whole different country continent. So that's, that's what I love about this. That's what I mean, the, the, the connections we can make, the people we get to get to go out here and do stuff with. Yeah, some of these groups, um, I don't know if you've heard of a group called 50 for the Fallen. It's another yes. uh, nonprofit foundation, and they do 50-mile rucks. And the idea is, is for some of these folks who, you know, who, who fought for our country, allow, allow us to do what we do every single day because they did what they did. Um, but they come back and there's those, there's those scars, right? Those hidden scars mm-hmm. that, they, that they, some of them don't talk about it, unfortunately. Um, and we lose some. And yeah. the goal there is get them out there for a 50-mile ruck. And somewhere along the 50 miles, the emotions break down a little bit. And they open up. And they can start having a conversation. And then they can build on that. And uh, so he started doing some of these rucks that actually ruck into the beginning of our events. And uh, so they end 50 miles after 18 hours. And then if the person's up for it, they'll go do whatever Spartan race happens like an hour later. Um they're not not sleeping for the last 24 hours so it's again they really they take the person way out of their comfort zone and sometimes you need that i mean it's one of those things i mean i have formed some of the best friendships and people that i consider family out of there on the course and people that i didn't know before i stepped out on the course you know one of my 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 training partner here in conroe where i live now we met doing the Dallas ultra two years ago. We never met before and I'm in the middle of the ultra and we just kept passing each other and helping each other obstacles. And finally we're like, well, we're both in this for, you know, for two laps. We might as well just become friends at this point. We're about the same pace and we became the best of friends. And now, you know, two years later before we lived, you know, 3000 miles apart. Now we're like right next to each other. We go train all together all the time. So I've met people through this that, yeah, our, our family now. And it's because of that. Like when you go do like a 5K and I've done, I've done full marathons. I've done half marathons. I've done all those 5Ks, all that stuff. You don't stop and talk to people. You put your head down, you put in your, you know, your, your headphones and you just go. That's it. When you're doing obstacle course races, you have to stop and do the obstacle. A lot of times, oh, hey, someone's right in front of you. So you talk to them for a minute. Oh, you help them. Oh, hey, you need a leg up. Do you need this? And you help people. And by the end of it, you know, if you keep meeting the same people at the obstacles, by the end of it, you're friends. And it's it's just That's, an amazing thing. You know, you, you and use the word family, right? It's 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 it sounds like a cliche. I know it's you know, when you know, we we hold a um we call it the OCR one oh one call every other Tuesday. Um just inviting people who it's if it's their first time they've ever done any kind of an OCR, come on. I've got usually have an SGX coach on there, a season pass holder you know, ambassadors and you know, a couple of the people on there just to try help their first race be a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and all of us will say the exact, that exact line that, you know, you, you meet people out there who, you know, you may not see them, but twice a year just because of travel and stuff. But when you see them on the course and when you see them in the, in the festival area, it's like you haven't skipped a beat um, yeah. at all. Right. It, uh, it's just right back to the way it was. And most of those folks, you had no idea. You, you had, had never met them until you stepped on the course. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod. Pod.
and so many amazing groups out there. I mean, I, I've dealt with, you know, I mean, I started with Beast OCR in the, the Pacific Northwest. I've raced with, you know, um, Hawaii Ohana group. I love the my Ohana. More heart than scars. And I mean, you meet these people and they become friends. I mean, you know, I've been to their houses and had food. They've been to my house and had food and, you know, done workouts and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing community. Absolutely. And and again, and we get to be part of it. So that's, that's, yeah. that's where I feel. That's why anytime I, you know, and I know you do the same thing when I'm talking to somebody in there and, you know, I, again, when I went to work here two years ago, it was the only job I've ever taken where I didn't have to go out and buy clothes um, to work there because half of my wardrobe is Spartan stuff anyways. And that's all we wear to work. So it was kind of handy. But, you know, whenever I'm out and about and someone sees it and asks a question, and and they said if they've never thought of doing it, that I can't do it. Sure you can, because you can walk the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I I challenge anybody, and I and I know Joe does it all the time. It's like you want to go run, get get with me. I'll, I'll get you a couple, get you in a race. Bring bring a couple friends. I always tell it, this is so much more fun with a group. Mm-hmm. Um, it is whether it's two people, five people, whatever. It is so much more fun with a group of people co-workers people from the gym whatever will everybody continue to do more than one probably not you know if, if five of you go three of you will continue to do a couple extra after that some somebody's not going to like it. someone's going to be yeah you know what crawling under barbed wire and getting muddy and you know having you know cuts on my legs and my head or whatever it just doesn't yeah, it's not something i want to do yeah <laughs> yeah that'll that uh, be for, one. for a lot of people though they get hooked right mm-hmm. I say I always make the joke. The very first Spartan race I ever did, 2015 Montana race, founders race. I think it was. There's arguments on whether it was 21 miles or 23 miles, but it was it was long and insane. And there's obstacles that I saw in that race that I've never seen again. I finished it, and literally the first words of my wife was, "That was the stupidest thing I've ever done. I'm never doing another one." And then on the like next morning, wake up, we're driving home. And I'm like, well, we did volunteer right before, and I have two free races. I might as well. And now I think I'm <laughs> sixty something in. So I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It, it does. It, it hooks so, you. So I'm going to ask you a question since I, I realize you're I'm on I'm on your show. But I'm, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What what is the hardest one of hardest race you've ever done? That that, that was it. Montana was that the that hardest, the hardest one I've ever done. Probably, but I mean, it's a toss up between Montana and Hawaii. The Hawaii beast, if you've never done it, is brutal. It's straight up and down. I mean, there's two spots in the thing where you go up a thousand feet within like a half a mile. I mean, you're climbing up the side of a mountain. Um, Montana is just hill after hill after hill after hill. But the hardest one was really not really just because of Montana. The group I was with. And it was 2016 or 17, I think. We bought, Two of the people I was with got hurt within like the first four miles. But we were determined to finish and never stop. So we kept going and kept going. And at some point, Hammond caught up to us. And he's like, and we just looked at him. And my, my one friend, Stevie, is like, you can do whatever you want, but you're not taking us off this mountain. We're finishing this race. And he looked at her and says, well, that's a good answer because everyone behind you quit. Let's go. 
and he stuck with us and we went through it. We were the very last racers to finish. My two friends could barely walk by the end of it because they both wanted to hurt her ankle, wanted to hurt her hip. But, and we had one friend that, I don't know, she mentally broke. She just kind of shuffled up and giggled. It was weird. But we we finished it. And I mean, that was probably one of the most emotional and amazing races. And I think that was one of the ones where I finally thought, this is why I do this. To see them finish. Because they even pointed out, they're like, you're, you're not injured. You're fine. You could just go. And I'm like, but why we started this together. If I, if I walk away, no, you know, we're finishing this together. And it was, it was an amazing feeling. So that was one. The other one is some people know this. I did Hawaii in 16 with a broken foot, like all five metacarsals broken. And I had a boot, a full boot on. I still have the boot. It's in the garage. It's, it, it's destroyed. <laughs> that, that, that's something you have to keep. Yes. Yeah, it's destroyed. Um, I didn't finish the beast because we got pulled because we ran out of time. But I did finish the super the next morning. So with a full boot. And I mean, it, that was probably, that one was tough just because I couldn't move. I mean, when you're in a full air boot, you know, right. traction yep. isn't that good. So. Yeah, and then up a hill or a mountain doesn't, doesn't add, doesn't help add to it. So. No, not at all. It was, it was brutal, but I tried. Yeah, you know the cool thing about this story about Montana, and and we hear that a lot about people like Hammond, right? You know, because he's a because he is he's a racer. Yeah. He still gets out there and runs. He doesn't he doesn't go out there and just mess around. Him he goes when he's out there. He's actually very competitive still, mm-hmm. and always has been. And uh, but he's also a racer's racer. So when he came across you guys, that, that sounds, I can hear it. I can hear him saying it in his, in his British, in his accent, right? You know, just let's go. Let's, you know, you're, you are going to finish. Let's go and yep. keep him pushing you. And it's, it's, you know, it's amazing how, you know, as I got over the last two years to know a lot of the people, you know, who wear the blue shirts out there at the Spartan races and uh, the, the, the true, what they truly, their heart is in it when they're when they're out there sometimes they're absolutely wore out because they've you know been working 14 hour days to put those courses together and um if the weather's not good then the days are even longer because they're running mm-hmm. out of time but come saturday and sunday you know the show's on no matter what and yeah. you know you guys are probably you know it was dark i'm sure when you crossed the finish line the fact right. that you guys crossed that finish line at eight probably eight nine o'clock at night was you know the team, the team was there longer than they planned on being there, but I bet you still had a standing of you know ovation of people at the finish line, oh, you know, yeah. letting you know that it was great that you crossed and you guys, you guys managed to finish, right? It, yeah, it was amazing because at that time, um, I mean, I knew a few of the staff members. Um, most of them aren't here anymore, but uh, Hammond was there. I mean, of course, because he was with us. Um, the old street team lead, uh, Stacy, was there, and I just remember too because when I crossed the line, I mean, I was emotional and everything. I remember hey, you know, hugging Stacy. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make my volunteer shift. But <laughs> then he just laughed. But I mean, it was it was so much fun. And I mean, just amazing to get them, you know, through it. And then just be, see that, you know, everyone there is still waiting for us. And I've been lucky when I was volunteering a couple of times, like in Seattle, where I got to be there when the last racer finished. And that's one of the things I think that amazed me all the time, too, was how they would go out of the way. They now to be like, hey. The last racer is coming. Everybody over to the, the the you know finish line, and everyone would leave their post and walk to the finish line so they could clap and like you know cheer them on. Like, hey, 
you did this and yeah. you don't see that really in any other race and yeah, and, I, and i've what's, been what's interesting too is when you still see when you see like i know you've seen this and i i just witnessed this in south carolina we were doing the ultra and one of the elite women actually elite women and elite men we had an injury on the team i was with and down on the ground in some pretty bad pain and and, and, I, and I, I won't i won't pick on the on the elite, elite female elite male that did so I'll, I'll i'll leave their name out of it but these are people who had the finish they had lap leader bibs on they stopped to make sure our racer was okay and i don't mean they slowed down as they went by they stopped she held his hand to make sure he was okay and talked to him and probably was there a good minute minute and a half which doesn't seem like a lot of time but it seemed like eternity to him mm-hmm. because he knew exactly what they were giving up by stopping and that you know what what other race what other competition would the two people who are leading <laughs> their respective divisions would just stop and make sure that somebody who has has gone down is okay um so it's it's not not just the open races, right? It's not just those of us who, you know, are with the foundations who our purpose is to help people. It's it's everybody within within the community. I mean, it, it's it is it is all over the place. So again, you know, I, I always say if there's anybody who's you know who's get, getting a chance to you know to listen to this and you know, just wondering, you know, what is this crazy OCR stuff? And, you know, yes, there's electroshock therapy and um, at Tough Mudder, there's a place where you go, you know. You, you you go down into a, a ice bath that goes over your head and uh, the Spartan side you're you know you're climbing under barbed wire and usually you know mud and and you know you're going to get cut up a little bit and uh, yeah we throw spears at targets from you know and you know just, it's 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 not normal stuff when you when you get on the other side of that thing there's nothing like crossing that finish line. No, there's not. I mean, it gets you out of your comfort zone. And I think that's one of the things too many people are too comfortable not being uncomfortable. And you yep. have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that was one of the biggest things because that was one of the things that uh, for years, a lot of people know this. I did Spartan from like 2015. I've been doing since the the Montana in 2015, which a lot of people know. The only reason I didn't do 2014, that's how I got my race to Montana. I had eight stitches on my right hand when I went to Portland which would used to be called the Washougal race. And I had eight stitches mm-hmm. on my right hand. So I didn't do the race. I just volunteered and got a free one, which was funny though, because while I was volunteering, Joe was trying to convince me to go race, but he's like, you can do it with your, you, this, I can't move <laughs> my one yet. But now I'm thinking back, I should have done it, but, but I did Spartans for years and I would not do tough mutter. And the reason why I don't like to be shocked. And then eventually it was kind of one of those things, my friend Charity, who who passed when I was doing the the race, the picture that I had, that was Charity. Um, she finally convinced me because she was an ambassador for, for Tough Mudder. She gave me a free race in the one in Seattle. She was like, I'm going to be there as an ambassador because she was from Canada. Come do it with me. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I went and did the race with her. And then what ended up was so funny, I ended up standing in the middle of the wires talking a friend through while I was getting shocked. And it's so funny. She's like, the one thing you were afraid of, and then you stood there while you were getting shocked to talk somebody else through. And I'm like, eh, they, they needed help. You know, and I think that's one of the things, and I've seen it from you and I've seen it in like more heart than scars, Anzi is angels, all of them where 
your fears kind of go out the window. It doesn't matter what I'm afraid of because this race is about the, the, the athlete that we're there for, you know, and that was the whole thing. A lot of people are surprised. Like, you know, when we're doing the, the world's toughest, we, as the, the helpers in a lot of ways, didn't do all the obstacles because I wasn't there to do obstacles. I was right. there. So Marla could do obstacles, you know, and that was kind of one of those things where, you know, everyone's like, Oh, this isn't going to count for you. And you're, I don't care about the statistics. I don't care if it counts for me. I don't care any of that, that I was there for Marla. And that was the same thing. Like when I did the, the, cause a lot of, some people know the Dallas ultra did not go well for us this year with Marla. And that's why we're doing Fayetteville. Same thing there. I was there for her. I wasn't there for me. And I think that's the hardest part where a lot of people have problems with these. You have to swallow your ego in a lot of ways because it's like, we're not, you're not there for you. You're there for them. And to me, that is 10 times more rewarding than anything else that I've done on the course. Once I started doing stuff with, cause I was, some of the listeners know I was done. I was pretty much done. I was going to continue doing the podcast, but focus on some other things. I'm doing triathlons now. I was done with OCR. I'm like, I just don't want to do it anymore. I lost 2020 took a lot out of me. 2020 and 2021, when it came back, there just, it wasn't the same feeling and I lost a lot of it. This year, when I started doing more hard than scars, being out there with you on, you know, world's toughest brought back and reminded me why I started doing this in the beginning. And that's one of the things that amazed yeah. the community. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and for like your listeners and stuff out there, you know, again, you know, we, we've mentioned a couple different groups out there. Um, I know all the groups, you know, are always willing to, if, if someone wants to, um, if someone needs some help to get through the course, or if you know somebody, or if you yourself want to help out, want to be one of the helpers, uh, you know, between more heart than scars and Ainsley's angels, Oscar, Mike, um, mm -hmm. those are the three that, uh, that bring most of the folks out there who are, who are looking for assistance. But I mean, but there's so many, uh, yeah, there's a few out there. And, and you can see an admission 22 is out there quite often, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the number of them that come out and do our events. I know they do other events again. I know they do a lot of other events. Uh, and, you know, and, and then we have, you know, we even have ones, you know, we have Lion Hearts that's out of Southern Tennessee, Northern Georgia, really cool group that, and again, this is, this is where this, where OCR and this is OCR across because they run all OCR. Yeah. They, they, they do all. And, you know, they train kids for free how to do OC, how to do OCR. And, and some of these kids, you know, like last year, I think a couple of them took first place, second place, third place. Like I think they swept a couple of the age groups in the, the kids division. And, uh, you know, now they're coming up into the, the 14 to 17 year olds and they've been doing it for a few years now. So they're, they're, uh, they're not just coming in as newbies. They're coming in at 14. You know, they've been doing it for two, three years. And, and again, that's another, just an example of, of what we get to do. And, and what I find cool about that one, I don't know if you know, know this or not, the, the volunteers that come through and help out the training oftentimes are the elite runners from Spartan. Oh, wow. They, I they, know that. Yeah, it's the Spartan, like a lot of the Spartan elites will stop by and spend a day. And, wow. and they just, just stop in and they train the kids for the whole day. Um, I know Rachel Roundman, she, Rachel, um, she spends a lot of time there with uh, uh, the, the team. And there's, there's a bunch of other ones, too, that do it. So it's, you know, again, 
all about the community. It's it's they give back so much. It, it's it's felt all the way through. It's saying I I know because I know I know we bounced around a lot, and I apologize for that. But it's uh, that's the thing about, about OCR. <laughs> yeah, the thing about OCR is that it's, it's it covers so much, mm-hmm. and it does. Uh, you know, it's 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 cool how it can touch people and and change their lives. Um, I know you've heard a ton of stories about people who, you know, they did one and, you know, it just about, just about killed them. I mean, as far as like took them out, they they were overweight mm-hmm. when they started or they smoked or whatever. Um, then they, th- that was their turning point. You know, now they've done 15, 20 races. They've lost a hundred pounds. Um, you know, I've had people tell me it's, it's, you know, they just went through a bad divorce and they were really depressed from it. Um, a friend talked them into doing one. You know, and now they're now, you know, they're running these all the time, things like that. So it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing that we get to do. It is. It is. I, I've I think one of my favorite stories on that one was. Wait, I think this was like 16 or 17 when I was part of the Spartan Street team, we were working an event every month. We went to, it was like one of the local shoe stores and they had a huge running like event thing and we'd work it every month and every month we would give away a free race. One of the the ladies that won happened to just be there with her friend. First time she'd ever done one of those things. You know, a little bit overweight. Handed it, she won the free race. She came out and did the race with us. And I follow her on Facebook now and I talk to her every once in a while. She just did what? She's lost, I think, 130 pounds and just like finished a marathon and at Disneyland. So it's just amazing to see. She doesn't do OCR as much. She did a bunch of OCRs with us and that kind of went just to just strictly road racing. But that one race got her into it and then got her into one of the local groups and then she just ran with it and just you know literally ran with it and just you know started losing weight and doing all that stuff and you see that a lot too where all of a sudden people get into the local groups and then you get held accountable by the group too yep. so that's another thing i mean if you don't do it with like the helping like you know other athletes and you just get into one of the local groups which i mean you can find if you go to the the spartan pages west coast spartans southern spartans there's a bunch of uh, Facebook pages for Spartan, and then you'll see the smaller groups yep. breaking out. You know, like I think, what well, up in the Northwest, it's Beast OCR. I was a big part of that for a long time. Um, down here, I think in Texas, it's the Southern Spartans. Um, no, that's the that's the other mm-hmm. ones. The this what's the other? Oh, it's the Lone Star Spartans are down here. Lone Star, yeah, the, Lone, Lone Star Spartans. Yeah, Lone Star are down here, but I think they're close. They're more like Dallas and Austin and I'm in Houston. So, and it's kind of weird though, that you, you start finding those groups. I found my group here right now is actually more of a rocking group. Um, it's a, you rock endurance. And like okay. just this weekend, we did a two hour rock, you know, and we do a lot more rocking and stuff like that. But I mean, even the rocking gets you ready for, you know, doing the obstacles and everything else. So, I mean, it's just find that group that fits your needs and what you want to do. And I mean, it becomes amazing, you know, and for me right now, it's more heart than scars is the one that I'm, I'm doing a, pretty much most of the races I'll be doing this year will be with more heart. Okay. And, and I think you guys are doing quite a few looking at the calendar that, uh, yeah. that Joey put out there. looks like there's quite a few events going on, which, yeah, I love the fact that I think you guys are going to be, you guys are doing Houston, um, you know, mm-hmm. which, which is quite a drive for, you know, the group out of coming out of uh, Georgia, but, I love the fact that we're we're stretching it out a little bit, you know. It's not for me. It's like but... yeah, for you. No, not for you. It's... <laughs> no. I've even told everyone. I mean, you know, if you're coming down here, let me know. I might be able to help you get a place. But yeah, 
I've already got one. The, the spare bedroom's already been taken by one person, but I got a big living room and a big yard. So there you go. It'll be, it'll be warm that time of year. You can park, you know, just camp out in the yard. Is that what you're getting them to believe? Yeah, they can. It'll be warm. <laughs> isn't it, it's isn't not it warm right month? now, but huh? Yeah. it's in March. Isn't, isn't that next month? Or is it March? Okay. All right. I think it's March. All right. So yeah, that's not true. I, I was debating on whether I was going to do it because I'm doing the, the on the first weekend in April, I'm doing the Galveston half Ironman. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to, I'm, I'm worried about hurting myself on the, but if I'm helping, if I'm helping more heart than scars, I'll do the Houston race, but I'm not sure if I want to do it if I'm not helping them because I don't want right. to risk hurting myself before, right before the Ironman. So, so yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, I appreciate you having me on. I know we, we, oh. we talked about this. Uh, when we were, when we were out there walking around 30 miles for in Texas, you know, as, as we, uh, as we keep going through 24 here, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there. I'm going to be out there a little more this year than I was last year. Um, I, I tell people it's kind of ironic. I, I ran the fewest number of races last year that I've, that I've ran since I started doing OCR. Um, now that I work for, uh, now that I work for the company, the job actually got in the way of me going out and doing events, but that's okay. It's okay. It's, I, I get a chance to still meet a lot of folks and, and, and get a lot of these special things done, some of these special events that we're doing. And like I said, you know, the fact I get to go do a, a bear crawl to, re, you know, to get money for teddy bears is just not something I ever saw myself doing and, and get to organize it and have a little fun with it. And we're hoping to actually do it probably five or six times throughout the year when we know that there's a, a the race is near a major metropolitan area and, mm -hmm. and we know there's a you know, good sized children's hospital nearby because that's just, you know, again, easy for us to do and you know put it put a smile on a kid's face for for one one moment while they're going through something that they shouldn't have to go through as, as a kid yeah well worth any effort that can be done oh yeah definitely definitely i mean that's that's that that's that's a cool one i i want to gonna want to see that one yeah i plan on being a little more in last year last year because of the move to texas there was a lot of you know flux on how many races i was gonna do last year i barely made getting a, a trifecta when normally I get three. Yeah. I, I, I got my second trifecta as we did the trifecta weekend in, in Florida. So um, I, I snuck it in there. Yeah. No, Florida and Florida was beautiful, but yeah, I can't wait for the Houston race. That's going to be interesting right now, right? Right in my backyard. So, and I might nice. be going to the West coast for a couple of races to help uh, more hearts than scars should be good. And thank you. Thank you for being on here with you. You're welcome. Whenever, if you have something you need to, to get out there or promote, let me know. You're welcome. Whenever. Well, I appreciate that. Appreciate it. And we, I look forward to uh, hitting at least one of the races with you this year. Are you, are you, are you going to be coming down for to Florida for world's toughest this year? I believe so. That That's the okay. plan. So the hard part has been kind of this year too, is starting a new job is trying to figure out what I get for overtime or, I mean, days off and stuff like that. So I got to figure out the PTO and we already have a, we're doing a cruise in February. We're doing the Jay and Silent Bob cruise. So yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, well, hopefully I'll get you there at least and maybe sometime a few races before that, before we get to, I think we're looking at November again. So we got some time before then. Oh yeah. So we should, I should be at a few of them and see you there. So, all, all right. right. Well, it's always good to talk to you. And like I said, you're always welcome. You're, you're part of the family. So you're, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. Well, I appreciate it, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like, and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.